This is Charles Haley. You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs a cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. crew is back and we're here to bring you guys a phenomenal presser breakdown man all right guys so we got we got to get down to some stuff here but before we do i feel like i may owe people an apology for the last show i was on all right now how do i apologize without sounding like i'm making excuses i was at a family barbecue all right it wasn't a barbecue but i was really out with family on sundays that's what i do we were drinking we were turning up i had co-workers coming over to visit uh, I saw a tweet. The tweet triggered me. Chris Biederman, thank you. Right. And then I went on IG. Eric Crocker jumped on. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, yo, let's talk about it on YouTube. Let's talk about it on YouTube. Kick that me out of IG. I'm sorry again. <laughs> I'm sorry again. Let, let's all go right. from the beginning. <laughs> but, but what happened was I continued drinking as if I was still inside. And so I got toe up from the flow up live on here. Bro. I got a meeting with my boss in the morning and I'm nervous. <laughs> I told you any story that starts with, but what happened was oh it's never God. good. Not good. <laughs> but I just want to apologize to anybody who did not like what they saw. Uh, y'all know, some of you guys know, like when we start going, especially the long shows, it turns into drink champs. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the drink champs podcast. And I'm like Nori. I'm just slurring words and <laughs> I'm, you know, it is Nick, <laughs> you know, but I just want to apologize. Hopefully I didn't offend anybody. I know that some people said it was hard to watch and they had to leave early and stuff like that. So I apologize. Um, but it is what it is. I'm, I, I'm not apologizing hey, for, we, we love you. 
We love you. No, no, but I just want to make sure that people know, like, that's not how all 49er shows on Nothing But Niners go. Like, that's not how all of them are. No, and it, it was it was a it was an impromptu show, like you said. Um, there was some news. Uh, we were having it. We were having trouble on Instagram of getting myself and others in to get on the conversation. Um, yeah. And you know, it was my idea. Hey, let's take this to YouTube. Let's just jump on YouTube and finish this conversation with a panel. Um, and it ended up being a longer show. And you know, that's what happens. And yeah. Yeah. you know, if you guys know us, then you know that. It's all good. So, Mike, man, love. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, just respect everybody. You know, if anybody. As long as you understand what I'm saying. That's it. As long as you understand what I'm saying, we good. Got to get closer to the camera than that. Uh, Oh, damn. Is that bad, B? Y'all got it. All right. Yo, you were like this last night. Wait, I didn't do that last night. Oh, yeah, you did. And you're like, no, no, it, it doesn't work that way. It it doesn't work that way. <laughs> That's why I stayed in the chat. I was like, I'm not coming on. Said, Tony, oh, I, I scared you away, huh? No, I just wasn't going to get involved with it. It's like this is going to be a mess. They said Tony left without warning. Oh Jeez. man! All right. Well, I'm sorry, but you know a. It wasn't even supposed to be a show, and that's what my problem was. Like, I was getting ready for the rest of my night. Just social, like, you know what I mean? Like, I plan on being there for a long time, and then it was like, let's jump on YouTube. And I was like, God, all right, I can't say no. And we got on, and man. And the, the worst part is the alcohol kicked in at the end. That's when it kicked in, you know? Like, I'm sipping. I feel good. I'm fine. Everything was great. Then all of a sudden, it was like, hello. And it's like, damn, here it comes. So, all right. Um the formalities, I'm not going to say anything. You guys can, who are watching, you guys can see it. All right. They're just going across the bottom of the screen there. Uh, so that's not ours. That's Mo's nose. That's why did it take me here? Instead you got to scroll top. up because yeah, I was I using know. them. Oh, I, but it normally starts at the top for me. I guess well, because I was using them. Yeah. On, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so we're not going to go through the formalities. Today, what we're here to do is break down this presser. Um, from Kyle and John, I'm sorry, from John and Kyle. Kyle Shanahan was a late addition, and I'm really curious as to why that happened. So I do want to start with that point, but before I do, uh, again, guys, I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my right is my man, Nick. He is 49er faithful 365. Give him a follow on Twitter. And right below the both of us is our guy, Brian. He is stater underscore Niner on Twitter. Follow everybody on Twitter. Joining us in about mm, five to 10 minutes is going to be Tony. He's NJ Niner fan four nine nine. So make sure you guys give everybody follows on Twitter. Um, thank you, uh, carry on. Thank you so much, man. You know, I just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like someone that I really respect reached out to me and was like, Hey, you crossed the line. And I take that kind of stuff serious. I do. Um, this is, I, although we can have fun, we can get loose. We can get angry. We curse. We get whatever. Like we turn up on here. It wasn't supposed to be that last night now thursday after we draft fields i'm popping one of those bottles of 49er champagne bro <laughs> and i'm telling y'all i'm getting stupid loose like <laughs> i'm just telling y'all now but that show was not supposed to be about that especially a show that we had uh so many guests on from different platforms um you know i would have loved to turn that into a podcast but now you guys got me scared to go back and and do it man like is uh you, you can edit you know how to do it you good know. Takes so long. But well, yeah, no, so. seriously though, on a on a serious note, before we get into the pressers, 
There was one question, non-quarterback question asked today, and Vish asked Grant Cohn to ask it, which I'm happy that he did because we've been wondering. But the 49ers are picking up Mike McGlinchey's fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. So I think before we get that gets lost in the news, if you didn't know, the 49ers are going to be picking up Mike McGlinchey's fifth-year option. And now we can get into the 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 – Whatever you want to call that presser. <laughs> well, before like on, on that topic there, uh, does this change how mock drafts are going to go? Because I've seen mock drafts where people are taking tackles in fourth, fifth, sixth round for the 49ers. You got now you have two more years of McGlinchey, not just I, one. I don't think that it does. I mean, you still need to look at upgrading that O line. I mean, we did a great job this offseason, make sure we retain Trent Williams. You know, we brought in Alex Mack. Um, we're going to keep, you know, Mike for another another year, you know, unless they end up doing some sort of an extension on him. Um, but it's always, you know, you got Tomlinson there. He may be getting an extension too. Um, Brunskill, you know, he he has proved his own. But you know, the the things that we don't talk about a lot, especially on here, are you know, I mean, we talk about them, but not in depth. But you know, you got school, your swing, your swing tackle, your utility guard, you know, your utility players. Th- those positions can always be upgraded, almost always be upgraded, right? So I don't think that when you're talking about fifth and sixth round, if you're looking to upgrade those positions then and you're finding people that are better than what you currently have on the roster, then it shouldn't switch up the the you know the mocks that you're seeing. But for the tackles in particular, like I, I, I hear you and I agree. I think interior offensive linemen is just a little bit different. So I right, was but I mean, my- you're talking about Sean Coleman, right, who came off COVID. So we, we, we thought he was going to be our swing before he left for the year after, you know, when drafted McKivitz, who's supposed to be a tackle, um, but may or may not be on this line, you know, right. and then you start looking at school and whether or not you think this team has confidence in his abilities. He was able to step up, but when um, Staley was out um, two years ago, but he also had help from the tight ends, the fullback. So do you got, do you go and look and see if you can upgrade that swing tackle position? And I think in the fifth and sixth round, you might be able to find some people that might be an upgrade. All right. I like it. I don't think we draft the tackle because I don't think we draft in the fifth or sixth round. Oh, Nick think we move on. All the capital to move up, huh? Okay. I think we have three fifth round picks and I think we may pick one of those. Um, the only reason I'm saying that is, is I think that I don't even think we pick nine picks this year because of the fact that I don't think nine people make this team. And I think that with giving up your draft capital next year, you're trying to hit on some pieces this year. So if you want to get something that you could have got next year, you now go and you trade what you can to move back into the first round or move back or up in the second round to get certain guys that you probably wouldn't have gone and got. And you, this is another reason why the 49ers gave up no draft capital this year because they want to use that as firepower to move up in the draft to get bigger and better pieces that they want this year so that if they lose the draft capital next year, it's okay because they went out and got some guys that they wanted this year that are still going to be on this team. So I don't even think we draft in those later rounds. Maybe, maybe we draft one of those picks in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a little bold prediction. But no, that's, that's that's pretty cool. You know, I was listening. Interesting uh, take. Yeah, I was listening to uh, BD Peacock on his, uh, you know, Locked On 49ers podcast. And he was saying, you know, that's a lot of picks in 
I'm not even sure that we have that many roster spots available. So you right, could, right now we, we don't. How many? Where are where are we right now? Hold are on, we saying just 83, one three eighty four. One second. And that and that that was the interesting thing. It's like we we're gonna draft people and they cut. We're at eighty three. Eighty three. Right, and but we have nine draft picks. Right, so that we have nine draft picks, and and you usually bring in six or seven undrafted guys, at at minimum six or seven, and you, that that just compete. Not saying they're going to make the team, right? But, well, yeah, but they'll definitely then, be some at the bottom. You, of the hear, you you hear John Lynch today in the presser since we're going to break that down, where he says, "I believe that this team is in good position." There's not many te- people that are going to make this roster if we stay healthy. He, he literally said that today. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of turned me. Like I heard the Locked On 49ers podcast and I was like, eh, you know, yeah, got to look at how many people we have. But then when I heard John say that today, it just clicked again. And I'm like, wait, we have three fifth round picks, a sixth and a seventh and a fourth that we can easily turn into the first three rounds and pick three or four guys in this draft and be done with it. Oh, you're getting your quarterback. You want to see us shut it down early. Go and get the guys and let's go home. Yeah. yeah. I just, and while I appreciate your thought process on that, the reason that I don't think they do that is because of how many players we currently have on this roster that are only on the roster for one year. Given the cap space that we have next year, depending on what they do with Jimmy, uh, given that, you're going to have to have rookies from this draft to hold over for keeping your cap space open, right? You're going to need to get those players that are playing on their rookie salaries in their fifth and sixth rounds but in you, order to keep a viable roster together. Okay, that's fine. But really, the only guys that are on one-year deals are the corners and the safeties. That's it. Mm, I don't think that's true. But Kwan Williams, Jason Verrett. Um, Jaquaski Tart, Jimmy Ward is on a more than one year deal. Dante Johnson, one year deal. Uh, um, how much time is left on Harris? How much time is left on two years? Harris is only one year. Okay, one year. Tart, one year. Wilson, what basically all the safeties with the exception of Ward are on one year, all of the cornerbacks with the exception of Mosley are on one year. All of your linebackers currently, with the exception of Greenlaw, only have a year left. You know, obviously they're going to do something with. Uh, Those Warner. are guys that are going to extend, though. They're definitely going to extend that. Right. On your defensive line, <laughs> Bosa, Kinlaw, and then Armstead, Ford, and Ibukam are the only ones who are further out than next year. Or right, further out can, than this year, excuse me. You can, you can pick up guys in free agency with money next year. And you also have second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks next year. Yeah, no, but what Brian was saying is that's it. They're all on one-year deals. Like right. That, There's a just, lot of guys on one-year deals. Right. So he just he just went through every position of the defense, and I think there were what seven guys that have There's multiple, maybe like eight or nine guys who have right that have multiple further, years. Right. That's twenty-two. Like you got you have your starters and your backups of them. On both sides of the ball. So when I say 22, that's a lot of holes to fill, you know, and we're only two people over right now, you know, and there's going to be guys that pique their interest and they're going to get rid of some guys at the bottom of the list. There's going to be names that wait, we cut who 
Like though we're gonna have some of those moments, you know. Like it's it's a it's a breathing, living thing. The roster is never set in stone. They they emphasize that a lot. Uh, so you know we have to be prepared for that. Uh, it's gonna be a lot to juggle, and it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna see you know how quickly they can turn this thing over and 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 what they can add to it because um, something else that well we'll talk about it later. But Lynch mentioned how fortunate he was to have the roster he had. So how much is he really going to be willing to get rid of? You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's it's interesting. We're, we're going to break all that stuff down. Um, now, I was going to start somewhere in particular. Yeah, my oh. bad. I kind of threw you off there. <laughs> Damn. Um, it was some. It was it was a starting point. Mike McGlinchey. Oh, no, no, no. I know where I thought we were going to start. Okay. It was originally supposed to be just John Lynch. Kyle Shanahan was a last second ad, and I would love to start there. Why was Kyle Shanahan added to this presser? At least, or what do we think? Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan was added to this presser because of all the quarterback questions, and and John Lynch basically handed all those questions right to Kyle Shanahan and saying it was his guy. That's something that you said you didn't want to hear. You said. You said, I don't want to hear this is his guy, this is this guy's guy, and da 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 da. Like, did that make you pause? Like, did it give you hesitation there? Yeah, it did. And, and the reason why, because I don't want to hear that it's just his guy. I want to hear that it's a, 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 a round table guy. And he did, he did say that in there. He did say, we all discussed this pick. But when it comes to this position, I'm going to defer to the play caller and the head coach who's utilizing him. And I'm going to, I'd be stupid not to re respect his opinion on this position, even though in my contract, it states I'm in charge of the draft. He owns a 90. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, did it no, say Kyle that owns the, 90 90. the draft? No. Lynch owns the 90. And Kyle, and Kyle owns a 53 yeah. or 55, whatever you want, however you want to look at it. Depending I on what they do. All right. All right. So here we are. But I think it also has to do with just showing unity within, you know, the headshed, right? They've always done their pressers together. I mean, other than like an after the game where you see Kyle by himself. But I mean, when it's stuff like this, it's always the both, both of them together. And so I don't know if it was a miss. If the information was put out that it was just going to be John was a miscalculation by the the 49ers and when their media put it out, or you know maybe it was always supposed to be both of them. So maybe we're reading too much into it. No, it wasn't supposed to be both of them. They well, I mean we don't know that, but they did put out because they put out the thing that says John Lynch. You know right. they put That's out media, media releases where it said John Lynch is to speak to media pre-draft whatever, and Kyle's name wasn't on there. I understand. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it was that that was an error to begin with. Maybe they planned to do it together. But if not, then I think that they showed up to be, you know, to show solidarity for each other and to answer those questions, like Nick said, specifically about the quarterback. Yeah. Um, I I was trying to come up with a really good answer, and Nick's was so good that I think I'm going to side with that. Uh, I think that. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, I'm just around. Now you're in a parallel what? universe. Let me let me drink some more. So yeah, I was gonna say, wait, hold on. You got a drink next to your Something's not right here, bro. Do you um, understand what I just said? And you agreed? 
No, I'm just messing around. <laughs> oh no, because like I was really trying to figure out why, why they why the team felt the need to add him to this presser. Uh, not last year, but the year before, we remember seeing uh, John Lynch out in in Mobile, or you know, and just doing the presser, standing at the podium by himself and stuff like that. Right? You didn't see Kyle that time. It's it was something to see now that they added him, and I was trying to come up with a logical explanation, and it's because there's going to be 90% of the questions about the quarterback. And so I'm not answering that question because I'm not the guy picking him. He, he pretty much admitted it. Like, I can like who I want, but the person running the offense should be the one that has the most say in it. And it was right, and, and the final say. I think it's still right. going to be a collective agreement. But if it comes down to two guys, I think Kyle Shanahan has the choice of which guy it is in those two. Final decision, I guess I should say. Yeah. All right. So I I like that there. All right. So do you guys want to just pick points of this and talk about them? Let's try to start. Let's try to start from the beginning. You want to do a chronological breakdown? Well, I thought it was when it started out and he just basically threw out like six different numbers about what they did, what they did, right. The work that they put into this and how when they put out all those numbers about being diligent and broke it down. And like, I have 160 draftable players and all the other numbers that they threw out there. All that was to me was justifying their pick. Yeah. That's to show that they did the work right to justify whatever that pick may be, whether we like it or not, because obviously they don't care what the fans have to say. They said that pretty much straightforward. Um, so, yeah, you can throw those numbers out if you want, Nick. Yeah, so I wrote them down when I was listening. It's 176 games and practices attended, 400 Zooms with for, with schools for backgrounds infos, 600 player interviews in person over phone or Zoom, 128 pro days, so 128 players and pro days, not technically 128 pro days, 150 physicals performed down from 350 in previous years because that's what all they were allowed to give was 150. Um, and 160 draftable players on their board. So those are the numbers. What did those numbers mean to you guys? That's what I just said. Like to me, all that all that all of that encapsulates a statement saying this is what we did to justify picking someone that you might not like. To show that they did their due diligence. <laughs> that we know more than you, huh? Basically, you know. I I think it has something to do with that. But I also think that they do this all the time. I think they also were trying to exemplify how much harder this draft season was. Uh, because you couldn't have these private workouts or you couldn't do these individual um, individual interviews in person where you truly get to know a person or a player, you know, you had your pro days and things like that. And that's where everything was and everything else depended on tape. I think it was kind of both. I think it was kind of saying, Hey, look, we've done all this because of these reasons. Like this is why we had to do all this. And then I think that's why they say, okay, you used to be able to give 350 physicals, but we can only do 150 this year by league rules. And we did all of our 150. Like we have been working on this draft consistently and driving into what's best for this organization. I don't know. What do you think? I think, I think the numbers were bullshit. I, to me, 
you said a lot of nothing because <laughs> we never get There's the mic I know <laughs> <laughs> because we never get this kind of we never get that breakdown. We never get like you, you he's ne- four years now. He's never said those numbers before. Who cares? It's their job to go out and and find comb go through every player in their history and their potential and that's 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 their jobs. That's literally why those people are paid. You never did that before. Never. You, ne- you you never did that before and it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter because you got nine choices. So you can sit here and tell about all the man hours you put into it before, which is nothing different than what you did last year or the year before. In fact, it's probably less because you said you had to do less physicals because and, and the restrictions. You couldn't meet with as many players. You couldn't do the, the physical. So it's probably less than you've done in any other year. I didn't understand the purpose of those numbers in particular being shared. And I feel like everything is done for a reason. And mm-hmm. Brian, like how I like like how I sided with Nick earlier, I, I kind of got to rock with you on this one, man. I feel like maybe you were onto something. It's like, hey, this is how we're going to justify some of these picks that you guys may not like. Right. And that, that's when I went back and I listened to it the second time, that was the only thing I could come like, why are you telling us this? Because I had the same question, Mike. And I was like, there's got to be a reason why you're throwing out there. And if, if it's me and I'm trying to justify to my, you know, my supervisor or whomever I'm working for that this is the best answer. Let me show you all the work that I did before it so that you can understand why this is the best answer. And right. So to me, that's what he's trying to sell whomever they pick. And I'm not saying they're, they're they're picking someone we don't like. I think that was just an in general. Yeah. No matter what quarterback we say Thursday night. Oh, you we think did it was all just about, of this wait, wait, wait. stuff? You think it was just about the quarterback position only? I do. Oh, well, that's scary. Oh, well, that's that's yeah. different. That's scary. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking down the line. Like yeah. I'm thinking. Okay, so for example, right? My favorite wide receiver for the Niners to add in this draft is Tutu Atwell. Right, I think Kyle would have a blast with him in the slot. No one has him pegged as a second round pick, but if they were to reach and get him there, that's the justification I was looking for with your definition, not that pick at three. Yeah, I think to me, as a just as a fan, the message that I got from John Lynch was that was specific, like. Yes, that, that information applies to all the draftees, right? It applies to everybody. But we, as most of us, sorry, I shouldn't say most of us. <laughs> Look the at general, Brian to be PC. The Go general ahead. public consensus is they don't really care what happens at 43 and so on down the road. They are really concerned about what happens at three. And if John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan screw this up, the fan base is going to lose their damn mind. So let's preemptive preemptive strike that with here is all of the stuff that we did more than any of you people could have looked at right Mm. we did all this stuff and we have all the information so that they can justify whomever they pick on thursday night all right all right that's just my thought process you know i'm not saying that that's what it is i just that's that's how i took it when he started reading off those numbers and the second time i watched it i'm like why is he telling us this i said it's got to be about whoever they're taking at quarterback to justify that, which scared me at first, because if you're trying to justify that and you're selling someone who's not favorable, that leads me to believe that they're thinking Mac Jones, which I personally, not my favorite you know, choice for quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I get you, man. And, and 
And maybe that's why I saw it that way, because I'm worried that that's the path they're going to go down because the media is spinning that right now. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, Mac Jones. And then now I see that Lynch is trying to justify some pick that the fan majority of the fan base may not like. Okay. But then there was other things throughout the, that made me think it's not Mac Jones. So. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't take anything from that where people are clarifying that as Mac Jones. I didn't take any of that, but. I promise we're going to get to that. Let's get this contribution off of here. Um, it says if Kyle takes Jones, he's picking the best quarterback to run his scheme, not most talented quarterback. If he fails, I guess. If he's dead, who's taking the fall, I guess. And what are the repercussions? Uh, two, two, nine and first. I don't know, man. Guys, I can't. I don't know. All right. So <laughs> let me. All right. I'll try. I'll try to respond to this the best way I can. Uh, if Kyle takes Jones, he's not taking the guy who's best to run his scheme, because the truth of the matter is Kyle's schemes changes. It evolves. And I can't tell you with certainty Kyle's type of quarterback. I can't tell you with certainty Kyle's preference of offense. You know, we can talk about principles. We can talk about zone. We can talk about West Coast. We can talk about the the foundation of his offense, but we've seen Kyle adjust that scheme multiple times for multiple quarterbacks. And so if he takes Jones, it's like, well, this is the easiest, and I have this already in here, in my opinion. That's how I take it. So uh, as far as as far as if it's not the right thing, who's – the person that's going to get fired. Um, I'm assuming that's what the second half of that question is. No matter, no matter, no matter who we take and how they do in the first year, nobody will lose their job next year. That's my firm belief. That's all I have on it. Let's, I would let's, agree with that. Let's, let's go around the, the room and talk about answering this contribution. Um, yeah, I don't, you, you kept hearing Kyle Shanahan emphasize in this presser that when he's talking about the fans that you may not think he is the guy right now, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be the guy next year or the year after that, basically. Um, so to me, it was, it's more of, I don't think that there are going to be any repercussions because you got to remember Jed York overall is probably going to have to, you know, he signed off on the, the trade. He wants to know probably what's going on. Not that it matters, but I do think that Kyle Shanahan, you know, I'm not going to say Jed York goes to him and says, if you don't get this pick right, you're on the hot seat, you're getting fired. He just extended him. He's not saying that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, John Lynch, I think, coming out and saying, while I'm in charge of the 53, and we all kind of make that decision, but the overall decision is on the play caller. He's trying to push. Oh, you think Lynch was shifting the blame? Yeah, he's trying to push it over to let everybody know that I'm not going to be the final decision maker on this. For that specific position, yes. Right. All right. All right, Brian, your thoughts, and then we'll, we'll we'll talk to my guy Tony down there. 
No, I pretty much said, you know, I agree with exactly what you guys are saying. I think that neither, neither one of those guys is going to be on the hot seat following this season, regardless of who the pick is. And I think that they're probably good for at least two years. So this season and the 22 season, you know, if they don't, if they, if this season, you know, there's going to be some, some leeway, if something happens, if they trade Jimmy or something happens to Jimmy and you have this rookie come in and the rookie doesn't live up to expectations year one, then that's not going to be held against them. And then if they do decide to move on to Jimmy and then it's a growing year for the rookie basically. Right. So then in 2022, if you're not at the point where you're back in the playoffs with this person, you moved up to right. three to get, right. then in 2023, your ass is going to be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they bought, they bought themselves some more time. Yes. The moment they talked to Jen and said, Hey, we want to trade up. That, to me, that's that, to me. That's how I see it. I agree with you. Uh, Tony, what are you, what are your thoughts on this, man? I didn't get a chance to watch the full presser. I mean, I know no, no, no. I, in the group this chat. This isn't about the presser. It's if Kyle if Kyle takes Jones, he's picking the best quarterback to run his scheme, not the most talented quarterback. And who's taking the fall? And what are the repercussions? Um, first, who who's going to be blamed first if that's the case? If if it doesn't work out, I think I think Kyle's safe. I think John Lynch will take the heat for it. Um, I signed an extension like you guys just said. Um, and you know, I think Nick said it yesterday. Adam Peters just got an extension, so I mean, if you read in between the lines, you can see kind of who the the fall guy could be potentially. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. This shit's really, really like bothering me. It's very confusing. I, I don't, I just, I don't know. All right. All right. So <clears throat> I do want to say um, I know where you started, with, which was the first, um, I guess, topic. No, but we, we, you did step over the Trent Dilfer and his wife and, and the loss of their son. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the website and I feel like um, I have it here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because give game dot com. All right. Let me take it off. Let me take off caps. Um, givegameday.com. Yeah, this. Oh, I forgot to make it a ticker. Um, this is something that I am going to ask all of our viewers to just at least just look at the website, right? Okay, I never ask anybody to give. I never, oh, sorry, we both did it at the same time. I bet. Uh, I never ask anybody to give, I never ask anybody to donate, and I won't start doing that. But he said that there's some kind of way that. People can donate just by doing mock drafts. Well, and you donate and then you will do mock drafts. Like you can even do your own mock drafts with it. Oh, okay. Well, I do want to check this out. Uh, this is um, in honor of the the son that Trent Dilfer and his wife lost. Uh, and so I do want to check. I, I want to give this some uh, some time. It says givegameday.com. Did I spell that right? That's, that's what you said? Yeah, givegameday.com. The only question I had, and not that it matters – does not matter at all. Uh, but he spoke in a way that I couldn't figure this out. He said, myself, Kyle, the organization are giving $49,000. Now, I understand the forty nine, but did he mean each of them individually or did he mean as a collective? Collective, well, I think. I don't even know if it was the entire organization. I think that was just between Kyle's family and John's family were donating 49000 There he, was more to it than that. Yeah, no, he said he said uh, 
I think he actually, you know what? This is one that we can actually play on the air because it was literally the very first one. Yeah. So let me pull that up really quick so we can just hear it. Uh, and I think, you know what, because it was, it was a charity, I think we'll let the whole thing play uh, that portion of it. All right. So <clears throat> this is what John Lynch had to say about, oh shit. It's going to pick up where I left off. Isn't Tonight, it? Tonight I'll be eating. I don't care about you eating pork anything. <laughs> Hush your mouth, Miss Jones. <laughs> These damn commercials. All right, here we go. <clears throat> All right. I'm ready. Are we on the same screen? I'll turn it up a little bit. If it's too loud, guys, let me know. We're good? Okay. Hey everybody, um, how you doing? Well, uh, exciting times here for us. I think for everybody throughout the league. Um, I wanted to start out with uh, something near and dear to uh, to our hearts and to our organization's hearts. Um, you know, 18 years ago tomorrow uh, is the anniversary of the death of uh, Trevin Dilfer. His parents are Trent and Cass Dilfer. Oh, give and uh, Trevin um, succumbed to a virus that that attacked his heart. And uh, I will never forget being up there at Stanford Hospital as he was fighting, um, fighting for his life and his family uh, and the grace with which they handled that. Uh, I bring that up uh, because it came to my attention that they're uh, 18 years later starting the Trevin Dilfer Foundation and uh, they're launching it um, and the fundraising involved uh, with a, uh, a really cool deal where you can go to a, a website. It's a give givegame.com and you can go and uh, donate while making draft day predictions. And uh, I also wanted to announce that myself, Kyle, uh, who, who uh, both are, are fortunate to call Trent and Cass friends um, along with our organization, we're going to be donating $49,000 uh, to kick off the efforts. I don't think we'll be doing the mock draft portion. I don't think that would be smart, but uh, we are going to be donating uh, that $49,000 uh, you know, the, the 49ers are about a family. Uh, Trent's been part of that family. Uh, they had a, had a, uh, you know, a painful loss, but they've, uh, again, I, the, the grace with which they handled it has been so inspiring. And so uh, the foundation's uh, mission is to unify young people uh, with the ball. So using the game uh, of sport uh, to uh, bring people together. And I think we all can uh, attest that that's a good thing. Uh, moving forward. All right. So that's that. Uh, am I too loud now? No, you're good. No, okay. All right. So givegame.com. Givegame.com. Uh, and so that's that's what it is. Uh, so, guys, just we're not asking anybody to donate or do anything like that. Just please take a look at the website. It's for very good calls. And uh, anything that involves sports and charity, I like it, man. I like it. So, all right. Um, here we go. Let's keep this thing moving here. All right. Um we talked about the numbers already. What was the next note that you guys want to discuss? Because if you want to do it chronologically, I don't have that. I just have a bunch of bullet points that I made as I was watching that I wanted to talk about. So yeah, my bullet points are all over the place. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, well, let's, we can just go, we can just go by bullet points then. That's all. Because and the reason I say that is because I listened live. I replayed it while I was driving around. I came home and I tried to watch it really quick. So I made different notes at different times. Now we could potentially be here all day. Uh, what I do think is going to be fun with Tony in here, having not heard the pressure yet, us giving our takes on it and then listening to how Tony interprets it. Right. 
I think that could be very interesting. That could be an added value to somebody receiving this information the first time. Uh, so, uh, Brian, actually, let's do something a little different. Let's start with one of your your biggest biggest bullet points. I almost said biggest biggest, biggest? <laughs> or just just pick one. It doesn't have to be uh doesn't have to be anything in particular. You can pick um, one. One, uh, one of the ones that I wrote down, um, John was saying. Um, that he was talking about picking one of the quarterbacks and one of the, some of the verbiage that he used specifically was that the player uh, will be uh, able to play when they're ready to play. So if, if you're telling me that the quarterback's going to have an option to be ready to play when they're ready to play, either Sudfield stepping up or Jimmy is not getting traded anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So this was something that I, I didn't, mm, did I, I said the rookie can come in. And when they're ready, can play. Right now, that was a two-parter for me. So, me too, about- because because the other part was when asked about Jimmy Garoppolo to Kyle and him being on this roster on Sunday. Our yeah. our coach was kind of aggressive and said, "Well, I mean, this goes for the whole world. I don't, I can't tell you who's going to be alive on Sunday, let alone tell you who's going to be on a roster." Yeah, that was just skirting the question. He Where before, before it was Jimmy Garoppolo's in our plans. And then they continue to say, well, we've talked to Jimmy, and Jimmy knows that we have this issue with him, that his, his health has been an issue, and that it's hard to win without a quarterback, basically. So I don't know how to take that. I'm confused on that because one person is saying – they're both saying that the player will play when they're ready because Kyle said the same thing later in the presser. But then Kyle's also saying going from, I don't know who's going to be alive on Sunday to let alone who's going to be on the roster on Sunday when before it was Jimmy's in our plans. Yeah, but that was a facetious comment because he knows he can't. Like, I don't understand why our beat writers ask questions like that. You know he can't answer that question. Right. You, he can't give anything away. So that was a stupid question to ask to begin with. Yeah, you know, um, I, I I understand everything that you guys are saying. Um, so with the, with Lynch in particular, uh, the comment you know that the play will play when they're ready. Brian, I think you're right. It gave the illusion that Jimmy's part of the future. Like we don't have to force this kid to come in here and play right away, right? And I use the word illusion for a reason because I feel like they try <laughs> to deflect or try to say certain things. And the questions kept being asked in such a similar way that they were forced to, at some point, leak some stuff out that they didn't mean to leak. Um, Lynch saying this, I think, was very calculated. I think this was a bullet point on his papers that he kept looking down at throughout this presser to make sure he said certain phrases or certain words. Okay? And what did you say? No, go ahead. Finish up now. And uh, I think that him saying the player will play when they're ready was their way of trying to still say that Jimmy has a value, that Jimmy's going to be here, because they alluded to that multiple times during this presser. Um, go ahead. Can I, can I read the full comment from Kyle Shanahan on Jimmy Garoppolo? Because we're no, talking we're, about it. No, no, because we're, we're going to get to that soon also. Like, that's that's a little different than what Brian's talking about with Lynch saying that the, the rookie will play whenever – they're ready. Well, exactly. it had it has something else in there about that, so that's why I was saying. All right, but go ahead. We'll we'll, we'll no no go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. it just says 
the biggest thing with Jimmy is his injuries. It's been very tough for us when he's been hurt. This happened two or three years. That's where it starts. Jimmy knows that. I've been very upfront with him with everything. We've been zooming these last two weeks. Excited to get him in here coming up. All right, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait, wait. I'll stop you. I'll stop you. All right. Uh, we were uh, – well, here. We can watch Kyle say it. I got you. Uh, guys, on the topic of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, how do you look at his situation at this point? Um, how is he handling this? And uh, what do you expect Thursday night's impact to be on his future with the team? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's been a pro. He really has, Dan. I, I, I just spoke to him uh, over the weekend, and uh, he's here. He's taken part in our, our uh, virtual meetings, um, you know, plans on being at the workouts. And uh, Jimmy's been completely professional, as he always has been with us. And, uh, you know, um, it's, uh, I, th- I think the thought is, and I'm sure some might say, well, okay, well, if all those things are the case and, and he's extremely talented, what, you know, why, why are you doing this? Why, you, why did you make such a bold move? And, uh, you know, so much goes into that. But Jimmy knows, uh, I think one thing we've always tried to do with all our players and uh, Jimmy uh, as well is, is just be, be very upfront and uh, honest and uh, with what we're doing and why we're doing it. And uh, my experience as a player, when people do that, you can live with that. And, um, you know, Kyle, I don't, I don't know if you have anything to add there. No, I mean, the biggest thing with Jimmy is his injuries. It's been very tough for us when he's been hurt. And, um, you know, it has happened two out of these three years. Um, and, and that's where it starts. And Jimmy knows that. I have been very upfront with him with everything. And, um, you know, we've been Zooming these last two weeks. I'm excited to get him in here coming up, especially when this draft's over. Um, but I feel very fortunate taking a rookie quarterback that we do have a guy like Jimmy um, that, you know, we didn't we, – we, we, you know, we didn't sign a guy who's capable or has the history of being a starter right away. Well, we have a guy who every time he's been a starter, he's played at a high level. Um, so to have that with Jimmy while adding a rookie, a rookie quarterback gives us a lot of leeway into this. I'm not going to set anything in stone, but I know that's a situation that it would be hard to, to get rid of. I mean, when you take a rookie quarterback and you have a veteran like Jimmy who we know we can win with, um, just to move on from that is something that, um, it's not easy to do. That, that is a good situation for us, and I think that's something that will be important to us this year. All right. So I wasn't trying to cut you off to be rude. I, I was saving that for something. When, when I said that it was a two-point parter for me, it was Lynch saying, oh, the rookie can play win, and then there's other stuff, but that was part of it. So we were all going in the same direction. Right, I figured right. that, that way we can see – their reactions also because you guys know if you guys have watched nothing but Niners we don't just sit here and listen to what they say we're looking at how they say it their movements their mimicking and stuff like that uh so we're here you know what before before we before we do anything let's hear Tony's reactions to what he just heard uh and to what we were talking about before with Lynch saying that the rookie can start whenever he's ready not right away I, I don't. I I don't. I don't know if I believe that one hundred percent. I think. I, I honestly think that this is one big mind game between the Forty ers organization and the national media. Um. I, I I don't know if I believe anything that they're saying, and like I said, I didn't see the press conference, so I can't tell you like my honest thoughts. But it seems like they're. They're, they're telling you one thing, and it's kind of like, in the next sense, like Kyle 
makes his statement. And I, I, I don't, I just don't know. But then, like, on the other hand, like, is Jimmy going to be back? I mean, you're trading up to get a starter, but now it's like, you know, well, are we going to keep Jimmy and let this guy sit? Like, you don't, it, it just doesn't make sense. Everything that's going on right now, since this trade happened, it just does not line up to me, in my opinion. Between who's the new interest of the week, who's the favorite, who's this, where's this guy coming from, why is it this guy being talked about? It just, something just does not line up. And my feeling tells me that John and Kyle walked off that stage and went, once that door closed, and they were laughing their asses off because I think they're just toying with the with the media. I, I really do. Can't hear you. You can't hear it's me? In, it's, it's, no, me. He was talking about me. I'm Mike, sorry. Mike was trying to talk. I, I was sitting here blabbing, and you couldn't hear me. I was telling Tony it's incredible that he concluded that from that little portion, what we were talking about, without seeing this 25, 30-minute presser because I walked away feeling the same thing. Like, they mm -hmm. thought, hey, we got them. We did it. Like, there was a fist bump, and they said, good job. Job well done. Did we, we just become best friends? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, we threw them all <laughs> over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really think that's how they walked away feeling. Thanks. But I don't think that was it. I mean, everything from the very beginning, even, right? Like, Kyle shaved his beard off, okay? Like, that. my very first note on here is talking about Kyle shaved beard and how Lynch looks really excited about the draft. It's my very first note, okay? Shanahan, he shaved his beard. To me, that says something. It's new beginning. He didn't trim it. He didn't clean it up. He didn't dye it, right? He shaved it off, right? Now, I don't want to sound sexist. I won't sound sexist. When there's a breakup, people usually do something drastic to change their appearance, okay? I know that guys will say, I'm going to get in shape. I got to get back out there. Women will change their hairstyles, right? Like you've seen, I don't know if you guys have seen movies, but there's in, in certain cultures and atmospheres, <laughs> a woman will break up after a long relationship. She cuts her hair off and she starts all over again. Like this happens commonly. But and I'm not saying that's what Shanahan did with his beard. When he walked in with no beard at all, I, that was the first thing I noticed. Like, wow. Isn't isn't that what he does, though, during the season? Like, once the season goes to start, he lets it grow in the offseason, and then he clean shaves it every year before the season even starts. I think Shanahan had a beard when the season started last year. I think. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I get what you're saying, like, as far as, like, when you're in a relationship and you're having that life-altering change when you're finding something new, but I don't know that if I'm the head coach, I'm not doing that for my quarterback. <laughs> like, I just like I think we might we might be reading a bit into that. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying that these were the things that I noticed right away. I noticed Lynch smiling. I noticed the hoodie that he was wearing. Right, Lynch is Mister Branded. It's I'm 49ers all the way. Did you guys see a 49er symbol on that shirt that he was wearing? Not on either one of them. <laughs> right. This is the first time I noticed. But, see, I've seen Kyle do that before. I feel like Kyle feels like, I don't have to conform. You know who I am. But Lynch is Mr. Corporate. I didn't see a 49ers logo on what Lynch was wearing at all. Nope. All of this stuff meant something to me. I'm comfortable. I want to give this impression that 
I'm just here to talk. It's no big deal. Like, and, and he was smiling. He was happier. Lynch looked younger to me. I can't say Kyle looked younger. Lynch looked younger. Lynch, than what he I, has I thought that today. I said, I was thinking that too, Mike, because that's so funny. I was like, man, Lynch looks younger than Kyle anymore. Right. Right. He didn't look all stressed out. Like exactly. He normally does. His hair is usually up like this. Yeah. Like up and he's like stressed out. And my hair's look, I'm 40. So like my hair is going away too. But like <laughs> he I literally thought that. It's so funny that you say that because I literally thought he looked younger than Kyle Shanahan today. Right. That's right. so and, funny. And that and that's what I'm saying. So like it's little stuff like that that I took away. I feel like Lynch feels like finally we're about to turn this corner and make it do what it do. Like I that's what I got before any words were spoken. Sitting there looking just looking at them. That's that was my very first note. They're like, "Ha, you got Russell Wilson? Ha, we got Justin Fields." Ha. <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's keep it moving here. So, he uh Brian gave us one of his. Nick, I want you to give me one of yours and I'll give you one of my bullet points also and then we'll just keep going around until we're done or until we reach the hour and a half and I'm going to pass out. So, <laughs> Oh, oh, wait a second. Get that, get that contribution first. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Here's John V. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Kyle looks – I can't read that. It's so small on my screen. All right. Hold on. Let me blow up my screen here. It says uh, Kyle looks as if he's been living in the war room. He looks rough. However, they say this – and oh, they say this and they say that, and it's literally obvious they aren't holding back this pick from the last presser has worn all cut. Did I read that right? However, they say this and they say that, and it's literally obvious. They aren't holding back this pick from the last presser has worn on Kyle. They aren't holding back, period. This pick from the last presser has worn on Kyle. That's where I think it was supposed to be. All right. I got I think I got to figure it out. What do you guys think about that? Yep. Can I'm reading it? I'm reading it again so I can oh, okay. understand it. <laughs> well, I can I can speak from my own, you know, being a medical care provider on a submarine and being the only one that's there to do that, you know, you, you do get frazzled and and gray comes, stress causes those things. So, I mean, I'm sure that all this information that he's taken on board to make this selection at 3 is weighing on him. Like he he looks like he's aged 3 years in the last 2 months. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that the, the stress of that is weighing on him physically, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nick? I think it's interesting because there was a point that Kyle made um, before he said it was basically about before they moved up. He's like, we looked at previous years and basically admitting they were wrong in certain aspects. And the reason we traded this year was so we weren't in that predicament again. And I think that is taking a toll on him. I think that is taking a toll. We have all said since Kyle has started here and became head coach, you can tell that he has aged in stress, reduced or strength, uh, stress induced work. Right? It'd be induced, right? Would it be induced? No, no, no. Yeah. Induced is right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I definitely think. Um, but 
he he says, however, they say this and they say that, and it's literally obvious they aren't holding back this pick from the last presser has worn on Kyle. I do think they're holding back on this, like holding back this pick from us. But I'm not sure about the whole last presser has worn on Kyle. <clears throat> All right. Okay. All right. There, there's um, two other ones. Let's just push those up here so we don't lose them. Okay. This pick. Uh, it's not smack cones. Okay, Mac Jones. I get it. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Quest for Six here says, if we miss on the pick, I'm done with Kyle picking our team. He has killed us in the drafts and free agency. It will make us two from nine in first-round picks. Simply atrocious. Wait a minute. We, we haven't had nine first-round picks. What does this mean? This is the second time he's, he's put, saying it would make us two of nine in first round picks. That's what I'm saying. After today's, <laughs> after after Thursday's draft, we haven't had nine first round picks. That doesn't. That's not what he's trying to say. That can't be yeah. what he's trying to say. We haven't had nine first round picks. Um, that will make us two Sully from Ruben. nine in first round picks. Sally Rubin. Sally Rubin. Ayuk. No. Bosa. Uh, Kinlaw Ayuk. Kinlaw Ayuk. That's six, right? That's five. that's five. That's five. five. And then this year will be six. <clears throat> oh, Mike McGlinchey. That's, that's seven. Six. Seven. Um, that's it. And then the two coming up. I get well, one coming up. Yeah. So, well, who are we missing? Are we missing a first? Oh round? shit! I get it. I get it. Oh, guys, we gave up two other first round picks. Oh, we gave up two other. Ah, <laughs> we yeah, gave up two other first round picks. I get that's not come on, man. That ratio means you can't even attain those two. Like, that's that's not cool. You can't you can't ratio them like that. That's that's not good because I also, I also think we've hit on more than two. Right. Most people say that we didn't hit on McGlinchey, even though we know he's an outstanding run blocker. His pass protection sucks. Right. Yeah. I still don't think I still think Mike McGlinchey is is an average. I think you could get worse at that position. I, not only can me. not only can you get worse, I think Mike McGlinchey has nowhere near his ceiling yet. He's gonna no, get better. Yeah, sure. And I think Mike McGlinchey has a Pro Bowl season this year. This year. I really he, think that. he admitted last year that he wasn't playing well and he started mm-hmm. playing better at the end of the year. And he did and start I, playing better. I think he's got nothing to work on but his footwork, and he's going to really, really come into it. All right. right. So Bosa was obviously good, but he got injured last year. And then Ayuk has been great. And then Ken Law we only had one year out of, and he didn't have a supporting cast on the defensive line. Right, right. And I'm really excited about Ken Law's growth. No one's talking about that. We keep finding right? all these defensive tackles and all that. Uh, I'm really excited for Ken Law. And it's his, it's his mindset. I, I imagine him like every time they sign somebody, he gets really angry. I I think that about him. <laughs> we don't need them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that he thinks that way. So, all right, uh, Nick, I think we're on you for a bullet point now, right? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find what I can go if you if you want to. You want me to go? I'm just trying to think because you guys mentioned some of the things that I had, so I'm trying to look down the list and see. <sighs> Well, here let me let me give you one of mine, okay? Um, <clears throat> I said John uh, 
John Lynch said that uh, he realizes the rare moment the 49ers have. Good rosters don't get to pick three. All right? And my, yeah. my little star next to that was injuries afforded us this pick. Um, you know, they there's a lot of people throwing out the stat that, well, normally top five quarterbacks or the first three quarterbacks elected don't do X, Y, and Z. They don't live up to the hype, and they're not this, and they're not that. And I think John Lynch, who we know is on social media, uh, something else to talk about later, right? But John Lynch was basically saying, hey, man, like, not to not for nothing, but teams that normally pick this high aren't as good as we are. Right. Their roster is not built the same. Teams that normally pick this high, if you're picking in the top whatever, normally you have a new head coach, a new offensive plan that you're putting in, a new GM. Hello, Jacksonville. Right? Hello, Jets. Think about think about this. This is historically are you taking the cheers? What's happening? Cheers. I, I don't know. I saw you pull up a. Somebody asked what I was drinking on. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. So <clears throat> you see the teams just in this draft that are ahead of the Niners, right? Picks one and two. New head coach, new GM. Who's picking behind the Niners? Is that Atlanta? Yep. And then Cincinnati. And Atlanta is fielding calls for the number four pick. Because they don't want to, they want to get out of there because they don't feel like they're supposed to be up there. But my point is that normally when you're picking the top three, it's a whole new turnover. Yeah. This team is afforded this luxury for the second time in this regime's history due to injuries, and John Lynch is aware of that. They have to knock this out the park. So normally, when you take the athletic guy with the big arm, or you take the pocket port guy, he's coming into a situation where they have to carry the team. That's not the case here. The rest of the team is in a position, if healthy, to overcompensate and hide, mask, disguise some of the deficiencies of that rookie quarterback that's coming in here. And I felt like John Lynch recognized it. I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. No, I I'm, I don't really have anything to add. I mean, you're right. They, they And I, we've said this before on the show, the fact that they're – even to be in number tw- at the 12th spot, they didn't deserve to be in the 12th spot, but because mm-hmm. of the injuries they had last year, they that's where they ended up. They actually, if they were smarter, they would have ended up in more like the sixth and seventh spot, but they weren't. They won games at the end of the season that were pointless. <laughs> that cost us extra first rounds, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, but you know, they they took that opportunity to move from 12 to three, and they de- you know they shouldn't have been at 12 because you know if you look at the roster teams that have a roster like ours don't usually pick at 12. They definitely not picking at three. So they took advantage of an opportunity, you know, and, and Kyle threw out some, not shots, but uh, I guess some praise, I guess, to uh, Seattle for going out and getting um, Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams, and then Ramsey in, at the Rams, you know, and he hates planning for those guys, you know, but this is their opportunity to get their version of that on the offense. And I think some of that smoke, obviously, because, Obviously, well, we saw them play last year. It didn't matter that they went and got those guys because it wasn't they didn't help them that much. But um, I wouldn't have spent you know two round, two first round picks on either of those guys. But uh, you know, this is a, t- a time where the 49ers are are able to build years ahead of when they should be looking at that position. And so you know, it, if they hit on this pick, it's going to blow the window open on the Super Bowl 
you know, or even, you know, you could start talking about dynasty if, if they really hit on the, you know, the right pick. Okay. I agree with that. Um, I have a point though. It says, Wait, are you talking about the new topic or your response to this? This? One? Oh no, no. I agree with everything you guys just said. Okay. All right. So I, just I, make sure. I don't want to drag it on to talk about the same thing. All right. Um, the question was asked, not trying to be too specific, but I guess I will be. What do you like about Mac Jones? But that's not what I'm going to – so this is the, the takeaway I got from me. He says, that's been the biggest thing with all of this. <clears throat> Once you make an organizational decision that we need to get a starting quarterback, you look into all the options that had to get them, and you watch the ones you felt you had an option with, and then you look into the college, into college, and where you think you can get them. I wanted to get into a spot where I knew we'd for sure get one, and hopefully, knowing the first two that are going, we could end up getting one our favorite one. I don't believe that would have been at twelve. I had that exact same point. So. I, well, <laughs> I had I had that point written down here when. Uh, all right, so I said, I said John Lynch. And I put the little colons and he, or semicolon, and he says uh, the rookie can come in and play when they're ready. And I put that in caps. And then right underneath that, I said I put Kyle. We're drafting a starter. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, I said that there that was a two parter for me, Brian. Like this is yeah. so this is where it ties together. You yeah, because he said guy, in the very beginning. Right, you have one guy saying, "Hey, we're getting a rookie. He can come right. in and play whenever he's ready. It could be week eight, like he's." He, and he was very careful about not calling Jimmy a starter, starting yes. quarterback when they first got him. And they yep. didn't ever change that thought process because he said when Jimmy starts games, he can win. But he never called him a starting quarterback. Starting quarterback, yeah. So and He touches on this. He says starting quarterback like three times in this quote. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he said it there. And he's like, so we made a move back in the day to make a decision. We're getting a spot to get a starting NFL quarterback. Wait, and by then, the way, wait, wait, just for context, when he says back in the day, he's talking about the decision to trade up. To trade up. Just, to every, just so everybody's clear here, right. that had nothing to do with Jimmy. He's talking about we made a decision to get a starting quarterback to trade up to three. Right. And then he says, um, where did I put it? Oh. Uh, he says, I've seen a team trade two ones for a starting Pro Bowl corner. I've seen a team trade two ones for a starting Pro Bowl strong safety. I think those decisions were awesome for their teams, and I hate playing against them because of it. We decided we needed a starting quarterback, so we traded two ones to get a starting quarterback. And it's funny that he says that now because <laughs> what, when when they decided to trade up, we're on the same shortly, page, shortly, shortly before they decided, the presser came out when they were going to trade up. John Lynch said we're looking to upgrade the backup position. Mm -hmm. That story has obviously changed. But I think the reason that it has changed, and this is to be honest with you, personally, I think, the reason, I think the reason that it has to change or it has changed is because they were able to bring back all the guys they wanted to bring back and they didn't have to get rid of Jimmy. Right. So that's where I think because – if they had to keep Jimmy because they weren't sure they were going to bring everybody back, they weren't going to have any capital to get a new starting quarterback. So therefore you were looking to upgrade the backup position in case something happened to Jimmy. 
Now you're into the mindset of getting a guy that can start day one and take this team and you get something back for Jimmy and you have all your guys that are on the team. And th that goes to the next quote that I had. He's like, that's how much it costs to do these types of things. Right. He's like, or you can just sit there and wait and keep your fingers crossed and hope things work out. That's something we didn't want to do this year. We don't want to risk waiting on injuries and waiting on or and waiting on waiting on luck. We thought two first round picks for our future, guaranteeing us we had a starting quarterback. We were very excited about that and felt very fortunate that Miami was excited too. Yep. So that's two more times a starting quarterback. Right. Now I think I think. All right, forget it. I'll, I'll be I'll, all right. So during during certain uh, we have we we have we don't do a lot of pre pod or pre video conversations because we like to keep it authentic. We like to keep it real. Right. But every once in a while, we have to say we'll be discussing this and we got to make sure that these points are brought up every once in a while. I think that this was a topic that was not discussed before they went on the air. No, because we didn't discuss any of it. Because we all have seen Kyle's frustration with Jimmy, with Nick, with CJ, and that we can tell he wants more from that position. But John, yeah, but John, on the other hand, is like, yeah, but we got a starter because he's a GM, and I got to get something for this guy if I move on from him. Like, that's John's – like, that's still in John's head. John's head is he's on the roster, and I got to get something for him. That's John's job. That's literally his job. Kyle's job is I need someone in that position to take my offense to the next level. And Kyle is done with it. I need a starting quarterback. We're going to go get a starting quarterback. Oh, yeah, injuries. That's why. I need a starter. Like, that's how that felt. Like, it was right. like, oh, I'm supposed to say it was because of injuries. Like, that's exactly how it felt. And so John is like, hey, he's good. He's here. The rookie don't have to start right away. Kyle's like, yeah, we need a starter. That's why we traded up. I like it. I saw the other teams in my division, in my division doing this. And I said, hey, psst, guys, that's not a bad idea. And I don't know if you guys remember a couple of weeks, maybe months ago now, we were talking about how aggressive those teams were being by trading and acquiring all these different players. And I said, at some point, it's got to rub off on the 49ers. They have to start doing it because these first round picks, you don't know how they're going to shape up. And I talked about the ones that didn't work out. I talked about Solomon Thomas, Ruben Fall, right? Like I talked about those things. And it was like, at some point, the Niners have to stop holding on to these things like they're precious babies. Like go and get your guy at some point. We got to, and then it seemed like everything just came together this year. It really you know, seemed like everything came together. People will probably think I'm crazy here, but you know what I think kind of pushed the 49ers to do this also? And that's the Rams trading Jared Goff and getting Stafford. Yeah, they moved on from and see. All right, what do you think on that, Brian? Before I say anything, I don't. Want to... Which part? <laughs> the Rams. He he thinks that the reason why we traded up to three. Yeah, like I think that we kind of like kick got kicked in the ass with it. See, and, and I don't. Well, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Stafford. I don't. I personally, I think the Rams are going to be worse this year than they were last year. But but the the persona. Yeah, that's I don't think that the 49ers make a move because of something the Rams did. I don't think it kicked them in the butt or was a catalyst to make it happen. I think this was something that they're like, we need a healthy quarterback. 
This is the best way to do it. We're not going to be in this position again, hopefully for years to come, where we can get up there that far to get a starting quarterback. I think that they just seized the opportunity. I don't think it had anything to do with the Rams. I, I don't want to speak for Nick. I think what Nick was trying to say was that when you see a team move on from their first round quarterback. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That, this is a team that is deciding to move on from somebody who is the most statistical quarterback in LA Rams history, has thrown for the most yards and everything. And they said, Super Bowl. Yeah, they said, bye bye. You're not doing some of the things that I don't like. Bye bye. Right. And you're, you're doing what with my girlfriend? Yeah, bye, yeah bye. like and and, <laughs> and and here here's a guy in Sean McVay that knows he needed to do something different for his system, and then Kyle Shanahan sitting there saying, "We need to get a starting quarterback." We I get need what you're saying. To get a starting don't, quarterback. I just don't think it, that it was I can't lose. Right. No, I, and I totally, like I said, I totally understand what you're saying, and I get your viewpoint on why that might be why. I per personally just don't feel like that was the catalyst to change their thought process and say, you know what, Rams just did it. We should do that too. Like, I, okay. I, I don't think okay. they work like that. Here, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think both of you guys are right. I don't think the Niners did it because, all right, so that's Brian's point. Mm -hmm. However, I think the Niners saw the reaction. We we know for a fact that this team will put out feelers through other members of the of Twitter to see how the faithful are going to react to certain things. We, this panel, we know that for a fact. We know that they say, hey, don't say that. Say this. Put this out there and see how people react. We know that that happens on this panel, right? So I do think that they watched. They I think that they knew that a lot of faithful had this affinity for jimmy garoppolo because he took us to the super bowl we were right there we could have won it don't give up on him yet there could be more in that in that you know what i mean i think that they knew that people felt that way and so when they saw the rams fans move on from a guy that took them to their first super bowl since right Long time. i think they watched the reaction of the fans and the reaction of the fans was hey we think you actually upgraded bravo that was that was so they didn't do it because of, but they were comfortable doing it because of, if that makes any sense to you guys. So if you're if 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 I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, they saw that the fan base was accepting of them making that move and they said the 49ers will be the same way. But that means they're listening to the fan base. If they listen to the fan base, no, we don't have to worry about Mac Jones because he well, ain't that, coming here. No, that because that question was asked also. Uh, during the presser was, do you care what the fans think? And Kyle was like, honestly, no. Right. Could, I don't, right. But I that's that, that but answers that's, your question. I don't think that they're going to follow, no, no. follow what, you know, they don't care if they're, if the fan base is accepting of a move or not, if it, they, if it puts the team in a better situation, regardless of how the fan base feels. This no, is, that's not it. That's not, wait, 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 hold on. Before, he, he's on, he's on something here. That's not what I was saying. I wasn't saying that they said, let's move on. I think Kyle answered that, and I think Kyle agreed with what I'm saying now with, okay, the Rams moved on from their Super Bowl appearance quarterback for someone that the fans thought was an upgrade. We're going to move on from our Super Bowl appearance quarterback for a rookie who hasn't proven anything. But Kyle says, hey, wait till you see what this guy does. 
That was yeah. Kyle's point. It, it so, might not be on Thursday, but it may be in three years from now. Right. So it could be the same thing is what I'm saying. Like, don't don't try to applaud us when he hasn't done anything yet. Wait until he's earned that applause. And then the so it could be both, is what I'm saying. That's all I, I, well, I and, that, and let me emphasize mind. on a little bit more of what I'm trying to say. You're in, in in the NFC West, right? And you look at the moves that Seattle Seahawks have made. You look at the moves that the Arizona Cardinals have made. You look at the moves that the LA Rams have made. Are you just gonna sit back there and say, okay, they're getting better, but we're not? As in Seattle upped their defensive line tremendously compared to what it was last year. Arizona has fast and and violent defensive line. Same thing with the L.A. Rams, right? What do we have? An immobile quarterback who cannot move. The Rams go out and get uh, trade, make a trade of their star first round player. What was he? Second pick? Was it second or first? What was it? Second. Say that again. Goff. Which part? Golf was the second, wasn't he? Golf. No, no golf was the first round pick. Was he first? No, no, second no, overall. Second overall. Oh. Or third? was he first? Wentz went first, right? Wentz went first, and then Golf yeah. went right. Yeah. Yeah. So Wentz. So you trade your second overall pick for a guy that you think is going to boost your your offensive skill, where you have a really good defense. And the reason I'm going to say this is because they weren't afraid to make that move because it's going to make them better. The Rams defense looks good. The, the Seattle defense up front looks good. The the Cardinals defense has has improved this year. And the 49ers quarterback position, while we upgraded the offensive line, we didn't get an upgrade at the quarterback position. And a guy who can't move. And a guy who can't move and is always constantly injured when everybody else's defensive lines who goes after the quarterback has gotten better. So this is where you're like kind of forced to make this move. Like, I got to do something to get a guy that's going to move around and get outside the pocket and make these plays or we're going to get demolished in this division. It doesn't matter how good the talent is around you because if the quarterback – first, ball, they're saying. It's yeah. going. Can I ask you guys a question? And this is, like, crazy, right? But I was, I was thinking about saying this on Thursday during the draft show leading up to our pick. But I'll ask you guys now. Because I don't know the answer. I refuse to look it up. Maybe you guys know. When was the last athletic quarterback to be drafted early not good? Like not good overall or not good in like his first couple years or? Either way. Honestly, I'd have to go back and look up all the quarterbacks. And, I mean – Look, tell me an athletic athletic quarterback in the first round to be drafted that was not good during. Or how about this? That was not good during their rookie contract. What do you consider? First question is, what do you consider to be athletic? Are we talking Uh, about a mobile quarterback? A quarterback that will make plays outside of the pocket and run if if they have to. If they have to, okay. Right. So not not a run first quarterback. Johnny no, Manziel. No, no. No. Was Johnny Manziel considered athletic? He might have been. Him, Tim run. Tebow. Tim okay. Tebow. I think uh-huh. Tim Tebow was one of them. Yeah. What about People your uh, Winston? Winston was never athletic. He what still was it, the. Uh, well, I mean, unfortunately, I don't know whether it was his circumstances or not. Marcus has not had a great. Marcus Mariota has not had a great career to this point. 
you know Given what? How well he did at Oregon. I have a cousin who's an Oregon Ducks fan, and I can honestly tell you, I never watched Mariota in Oregon, so I don't know that he was. Was he a ground guy? Yeah, he, he was decent. He was, he was decent okay. in college. All right. He's the, right. the magician. He makes the ball. You'd never know. Like the camera would lose where the the ball is on the field right. when he was playing. Haskins. I see you guys. Haskins was not athletic either. He still is. No. Just because I, they're black doesn't mean they're athletic. Y'all got to stop just typing in the not athletic. Racist, Mike. <laughs> I'm not. Be, they're typing Haskins <laughs> as, as, as athletic. That's not what it is. And no. I saw somebody even say Jamarcus Russell. He was never athletic. He was overweight but had a rocket of an arm. Right. A big arm is an athletic. Jamarcus Russell wasn't running 40s. He was chasing 40 donuts. Like, there's a difference. <laughs> he was never athletic. I'm just I'm just saying, bro. I'm just that, saying. I mean, I see. I agree. <laughs> I see somebody else in there said Daniel Jones. That that Daniel Jones was athletic. He moves okay. around. But I don't think Daniel Jones is a fit. Oh, but he's not, he's not completely done his rookie contract yet. So that's why. Right. I, that's I was what talking I'm saying to my dad. You know, my dad's a, a Giants fan. I was talking to him about that. And I was like, I don't know if you guys should give up on him yet. Right. I, I was just saying that, but you know, that's my opinion. well, and that's what I'm saying. You could say, you know, Josh Allen in his first two years, and two years, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. his first two years wasn't panning out, but he's panning out. No, his first football. year he didn't pan out, and then he made two back to back. He started, yeah, he started to play better his second. Yeah. And last year he was just on fire, but um, but that's why I was asking you. In how Bridgewater long? Bridgewater was not athletic. What are y'all trying to make me upset? All right, forget my question. Let's get back to the show because I, I I don't know what I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't want to do this anymore. I All right. So mind. John V says, could Kyle <laughs> have been trying to tip teams off that Jimmy G is available using the starting comment in regards to a rookie, basically hoping to get offers come draft night or sooner? Okay, I I like I like the way he's thinking here. Kyle kept throwing the word starter out there, starter, starter, starter. This is somebody who has started in the league, started in the league, and you're about to take a flyer on a rookie, Patriots? Yeah. I, I, I like the way he's thinking here. What are your guys' thoughts on this? This is good. This is really good. I, uh, you know, it's a chess game with him, so that's definitely a possibility. Um, uh, I don't know. I think that those teams that are already interested in Jimmy, if there are those teams out there, they already have a price that they're willing to – I don't think they're going to up their offer at all. They know what they're getting. You know, if it is the Patriots, they, they had him in their camp before. You know, if it's the Bears, you know, they've seen enough tape to know, you know, what it could be. So I don't think that it necessarily boasts or bolsters their offers that are coming in for Jimmy. But it, like I said, it's a chess game, so maybe it does. I don't know. That's exactly what I think it is. I think it's we're playing chess, and everybody else is playing checkers with this whole conversation because we definitely have media on their toes as wondering who the hell this pick is going to be. And um, it's interesting, Mike, because I want to talk about this real quick before we move on. What will it take? Will you get rid of? Let's just say. Do you think? Chicago sold on Andy Dalton. And if you could trade out of 43 pick with Jimmy Garoppolo and pick 43 to move back into 20 in the first round, would you do it? All right. The last part, if you could trade from what? 43. So you're losing 43 and Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners. To move to 20 back in the first round. With, with Chicago. With Chicago. Okay. 
I don't think that Chicago is sold on Dalton. I don't think that Chicago knows Jimmy's an upgrade over Dalton, though. So I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would do that because I don't think I don't think I don't think anybody you can ask. Brian, I don't know. Let's talk just here amongst us. I don't think anybody can say definitively that Dalton's better or worse than Jimmy. And if you can't pick one side or the other, that tells you that it's a push. So I don't think they would do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look it up because what what the only up, the only upside I could think of is maybe more years left, you know, in the tank. I mean, if you're talking about not having to give up much, if you're talking about a move of twenty what, twenty-five spots, if you're moving from forty-three to twenty, um, that might be something the Bears would be interested in. If it was going to be, now we've got Dalton and Garoppolo. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I'd have to look at their contracts because obviously you wouldn't want to trade for Jimmy's contract if he's not going to be the starter, right? Right. <clears throat> So I, I don't know that they take unless him. you do has something to do with you know the his age because I how old is Dalton? I think maybe Dalton's only like twenty six or twenty seven. I feel like he's young. He's older than that. Like no, I think I think he's like 33, 32. That's what I was thinking he's that old already. Oh, Wait, shit, that was Marvin Harry. Harry. No, you're right. That's Marvin Harry. You're right. He, yeah, he, I believe he's, he's like, like 32, 31, 32. 32. Yeah. Yes, that's the only upside I could see because I mean. From my mind, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of uh, Bengals ball, but um, thirty-three October kind of seem like a similar skill set, right? Yeah. Like as far, maybe not. That's probably not the right words. They're probably in the same tier of quarterback. You know, when you're looking at, right. you yeah. know, elite status or, you know, starter status, whatnot. I think that they're about the same. So I don't, like you said, I don't know if it's much of an upgrade, but if the Bears viewed it as getting, you know, being able to bolster their roster. And then work out some sort of a deal long term with Jimmy, so they could renegotiate that contract. Then, but they already got rid of Mitch Trubisky, who's I think is better than Andy Dalton. So he needed a fresh start there, and I don't know that I agree with that anyway, because <laughs> I think that that's probably the same tier also. Yeah, I, I don't know if one is a clear upgrade, but it's. Uh, well, I'm it, saying if you're saying that it would benefit Jimmy because he's younger than Andy Dalton, well, you went. From younger to older. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so like, I don't think that matters because you just got rid of Mitchell Trubisky and you added Andy Dalton, who's 33 years old. Do you guys want to hear Kyle's answer to uh, his thoughts on Mac Jones, which is where this all started? I have it queued up. If you want to hear it, yeah, let's right. let's hear it so we can diagnose it too. All right, let me turn <laughs> the volume up so you can hear it more on the microphone. Um, I like that him along with four other guys, I think is capable of being our starting NFL quarterback and capable of winning with. I think there's five guys there. That's, that's been the biggest thing with all of this. Um, once you make an organizational decision um, that we need to get a starting quarterback, you look into all the options of how to get them. And you watch the ones in the NFL that you thought you had an option with. And then you look into the college and where you think you can to get them. I wanted to get into a spot where I knew we'd for sure get one. And hopefully, knowing the first two that are going, uh, we could end up getting our favorite one. And I don't believe that would have been at 12. Um, so we made a position, we made a move way back in the day to make a decision. We're getting to a spot to get a starting NFL quarterback. I feel somewhat bad for whoever we end up taking that all this. You trade 
whatever three ones, which I don't get how people think that, but you traded three ones and you did all this stuff to make the biggest move in the history of the organization. And I don't, that's a little dramatic to me. Um, you know, I've watched two teams the last couple of years make awesome moves and trade two ones for a starting Pro Bowl strong safety. I've seen a team make trade two ones for a starting Pro Bowl corner. And I think those decisions were awesome for their teams. And I hate playing against them because of it. And we decided we needed a starting quarterback. So we traded two ones to get a starting quarterback. Uh, hopefully we end up picking the best one, but I know we're going to get a starting quarterback with that. And that's pretty, that's a smart move to me. And not necessarily a smart move. It's the move that you have to do. And that's how much it costs to do these type of things. Or you just sit there and wait and keep your fingers crossed and hope things work out. And that's something that we don't want to do this year. Um, we don't want to risk waiting on injuries and waking on, waiting on luck. We thought two first round picks for our future guaranteeing us we had a starting quarterback um we were very excited about that and felt very fortunate that miami was excited too man what the hell did any of that have to do with mac jones bro (laughs) come on man seven times he said starting quarterback when asked what do you like about mac jones he was well what i like about mac and everybody is that we're gonna and get the other four guys. Any other four guys? Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. All right. So that was the purpose here. All right. Finishing point on this starting quarterbacks conversation. Starting quarterback. <laughs> Whoever you get is going to be a starting quarterback. <laughs> Whoever um, they pick is going to be their starting quarterback. All right. Do you think? All right. What do you think, there, Brian? Oh wait, you're on mute, buddy. It's, it's so funny that it started because what do you like about Mac Jones? And, so, okay, wait. So we we had a, a, a quick – Brian and I were talking right before Nick jumped in. You were still on with Raj, right? And I said, why wouldn't Kyle answer this question? Right? It doesn't – the question was only what do you like about Mac Jones? It wasn't if you like anything about him, that means you're going to draft him. It wasn't, it wasn't anything bad. Like you couldn't say one positive attribute about Mac Jones and just move on. Why was Kyle afraid to answer that question? Like that, I want us to talk about that, and then we can move on. But what do you think about the? I don't think he really knows a lot about Mac Jones, and the reason that I think that is because I asked Raj this on on the last show: is why is Mac Jones so is all right? So we know that Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson have worked with Ben, right? Mac Wilson has not. We know that Trey Lance wasn't before, but was requested to work with Beck, not Ben. John Beck, right? That's his name. Okay. John Beck. Yeah. Okay. Right. John I Beck. I know where you were going. I got it now. Okay. okay. So these other three guys, Zach Wilson has already been working with Beck for years. Justin Fields and has been working with Beck for a couple months, mm-hmm. but Trey Lance was added to that, right? right? To and work with Kyle Trask and. Kyle Trask and uh, the dude with the initials. Yeah, JC Caulfield or some weird name. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is, right? But let me ask you this: Is Mac Jones not working with John Beck because of the fact that the 49ers already know enough about him and don't want him there, or is he working there because the 49ers just aren't really interested? And, or, and you don't want to give up the smoke screen that you like Mac Jones because you're sending him with 
John Beck to see him work with him also. You know, I don't have an answer, but I'll play devil's advocate with you on that. So maybe they really like what they see in Mac Jones. And Mac Jones has shown them what Beck is teaching those other guys to show Kyle. So they didn't need Beck to work with Mac Jones because he's already showing them exactly what they needed to see from those other people. But we're not able to see because that's not what they do in their systems. So Mac, so then Beck had to come in and provide guidance so that they could uh, show a similar type of skill set as what they see in Mac Jones. Not that I want him as the pick. I'm no, 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 playing, no, no. Playing devil's cool. advocate because if I had my choice, I'm taking Fields. That's my choice. No, no, you don't have to. Don't, don't do that. I, I like the way you did. You guys are. You two are nailing it tonight. Like, I'm trying to think of an answer, and you just – you guys are killing it, man. Like, because I, I – I'm just saying that could be an option of why right. we didn't see him work with Mac Jones. That's – Yeah, because maybe they felt like Mac Jones didn't have to work with him, which is what but, Nick was saying. Like, you know. And, and that's, that's what I'm asking. They, they might be trying to take guys who are a little bit more athletic, a little quicker uh, for flight, you know, more fleet of foot, and so, say, hey, stand here in the pocket and do this a little bit more. Maybe maybe that's what John Beck is adding to the repertoire. That's, that's what it working. could be. Um, it could be that. I mean, but you think about what. So that, you know, obviously the media right now is all over. Mac Jones is the guy, right? Everybody in in the big media, ESPN, you name it, world out there in sports, they're all about the Niners taking Mac Jones. But Mac Jones doesn't bring to me great in the pocket but not great after – if the pocket breaks down, Mac Jones is going to get crushed. I don't see him escaping the pocket to extend plays, just not part of his tool set. But then you have some players who are in this draft, and I, I can only say what I've seen on highlights or YouTube because I didn't watch any North Dakota games ever. And so from everything that I've seen, though, it seems as though Trey Lance would be a run-first type quarterback, right? Sort of not necessarily in the same as like Lamar Jackson run first, but it seems like that's his priority. I think what we need and what Kyle is looking for is a quarterback who has the processing speed to be a pocket quarterback, but can still extend plays if need be. And to me, that guy is Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I know Nick was trying to jump in. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. I was. No, I was going to ask you a question because I can't remember which way this was. Was it, Mac Jones fits this system better because he's under center more than Justin Fields. It had to do with the scheme that Kyle runs and how effective Mac Jones can be in that type of scheme. Right. So I'm asking, was it was it because was were people saying, well, Mac Jones has been under center? Mike's shaking his head, so I'm obviously wrong. I don't. I don't remember that. Like I don't remember if it was. You're on mute, man. What I, What I'm saying is that it's not obvious. So I don't want you to take it that way. Um, the The Mac Jones was more fit than Lance was because of Kyle's previous selections of quarterbacks while here in San Francisco. Right, but I'm the saying wasn't there, there was something that was put out there about quarterbacks being under center, and somebody was saying, "Well, Mac Jones." can play from being under center 
better than Justin Fields can or Trey Lance can. Oh, I never saw that, so I don't know. Right? But then the numbers come out, and Justin Fields is the number one quarterback playing under center out of all three of those. So that's why I wasn't sure if they were saying Mac Jones is more of an under center in the pocket type quarterback where he plays shotgun most of the time. So that's why I wasn't sure. I was just trying to ask you guys if you guys knew what that was. So I'm sorry. I, I don't. Yeah. So I, I don't remember what it was. So I don't, I don't want to be quoted on that, but I did see, I haven't gone back to verify that. It just was a tweet that somebody put out earlier. It had some statistics on it though. And maybe you guys have the answer to this, but like, they said something like 45% of Mac Jones yards for last year were were yak. Oh, they were, they were screen passes. Right. So it was completely inflated numbers as far as what he was throwing. Yeah. As compared to some other people. I didn't have those numbers. I just saw it in a tweet today. Him and Trey Lance's numbers are they 90, 90% of the time are screen passes. They dropped the ball off more than they threw downfield. I, I wish I had the image. So how is that different from what Jimmy brought to the table? That's what he does. He throws it across, you know, short yards, and then the, the, we leave it to our, our yak bros to do the rest of the work. So everything that this panel has talked about previously when we were upset with Jimmy's performance was we need a guy who can throw the ball down the field. But if 45% of that guy's uh, Mac Jones' yards are coming. Oh, that's who it was. It was Mac and Lawrence. Oh. It was it was Mac and Lawrence were the guys who had the highest dump offs out of these five college quarterbacks. I'm just saying, if you want to go and upgrade your quarterback position, which is what we're supposed to be doing, then we, I think we need a different type of player than the one we already have. I don't want a better version of what Jimmy does. I want a better version in general. Like I want somebody who can extend. I want I want a younger version of Russell Wilson. I think we all want that, right? I know I do. Yeah, I know I do. I know I do. All right, so uh, let's get this question off of here really quick, and then we're going to wrap this thing up soon. But diehard 49ers for life says, uh, how do I go live with you guys? So occasionally we'll do um, fan interaction shows, and one of the big reveals, we were trying to wait till after the draft to uh, discuss this, but uh, what we're going to try to do is involve people in the locker room, Matt. We have an account. Um, We're going to start trying to bring people on uh, faithfuls, fellow faithfuls, uh, not people with other platforms and all, because we want, we do we want to start separating certain things, right? But uh, fellow faithfuls, uh, people, uh, supporters of our shows, you know, we're going to try to bring you guys on during the during the locker room episode. So we're going to incorporate all that in there. So if you guys don't have it already, go and download the locker room app. Make sure you guys give us a follow and, and support us over there. Uh, and we're going to get things rocking over there. We were trying to wait till the draft. Maybe you guys will get some action during draft day. All right. But make sure you guys are there. That's the place to be. Find uh, Nothing But Niners on the locker room app. Okay. Yeah. It's, so, just, it's, at, it's just at Nothing But Nine ERS and it's NBN Podcast as the main name. So, right. Same as the, uh, that's the same as the Twitter. Handle. Yep. Twitter. Yep. Our Twitter and our YouTube is actually on there. So, yeah. So make sure you guys go follow us over there. It was, it was going to be a surprise, but here it is. You guys got the news early. Uh, I we think we're going to try to – maybe we could try to use that draft night, right? We're going to try to do that. We yeah, we'll try to with purple. yeah, we'll see how it works out uh, while we're live here and on there also to bring 
uh, fans in and try to get you guys some, you know, comments, reactions, live reactions on there. So make sure you guys are doing that. Draft night is going to be really, really big. We have a lot more. I'm getting drunk. Some like drunk, drunk, especially if Mac Jones is drafted. No, I'm going to, like I said before, I'm going to support whoever they pick, but I will be it. Like the Mac Jones pick is not sexy to me. It's not exciting to me as a fan. Like I want to see. Safe. Right, it's the safe to right, and not, I just—it's not even safe. We got to stop. Okay, okay. Don't make me argue with y'all. Sorry, sorry. Okay, we're gonna use semantics now. Okay, we don't want to use the word safe because we're gonna get, we're gonna trigger our friend up in the upper quadrant up there. So it's not exciting. He's not exciting that way to watch. You know, yeah. Does he? Did he win games in Alabama? Absolutely. With an all-pro line, with the better receivers than anybody else had, with a better running back than anybody else had, so I just I don't see what people other people who support Mac Jones I don't understand what they see in it. And I tried asking last night in the chat over and over and over while you guys were talking about it, and no one in the chat last night could justify or give me attributes that make make Mac Jones a better pick for this team than the other people that are available at three or potentially available at three. And, and, and I agree with you. I think Mac will win games here. I, that is not, I'm not saying that he's not an athletic quarterback that can win. Like, I don't want to say athletic. He's not a quarter. He's not, it's not that he's not a quarterback that can't win games here, but when you move from 12 to three and you've got that much better of talent up there that are in hands reach, you grab one of them. That's why I don't. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. If we were picking at 12, and it was between him, Kyle Trask, Davis Mills, those type of quarterbacks, Mac Jones is the pick all day. At 12, if the 49ers don't pick Mac Jones and Denver doesn't, he's falling to 15 to Washington Football Team. Well, let me let me just say I'll this: the Patriots, Patriots take him. Well, at we, 15, I said if Patriots don't take him at 15, yeah. We, we got to wrap this up soon. So let me let me just say this. One of my bullet points was that uh, there's two of them uh, that I want to leave you guys with. OK, uh, one was uh, Kyle was directly asked about whether or not Jimmy would be on the roster on Sunday. OK, it was a long winded question. But watch Kyle smirk as he hears what the person's asking, and then he wipes the smirk off of his face. Mm -hmm. I won't tell you guys what to think about it. If you guys want to touch on it, you can. But he smirked well before the question was finished being asked, well before he started answering the question. He It was like, I, I shouldn't do that. Like, he stopped it right yeah, away. It was like out of his – he was like – Yeah, like he heard it. He received it like, oh, yeah, oh, no. And then, like, he – like, back to normal. Didn't he even cross his arms with that? Like – well, the smirk was more telling than the rest of the body language because the smirk was the reaction that mm -hmm. he tried to contain. I was looking at just the reaction, and I thought that was super duper interesting. Um, and then the uh, damn, what was the last thing I had here? Um, what were you what were you guys talking about just before that? The Mac Jones. Oh, um, the other thing was Kyle during his starter rant and another starter's speech said that. We were happy with the guy at 12. And now the person that we want to get wouldn't have been available at 12. So we had to move up. So he talked about how we were happy with one guy. We did all this research. Now we're happy with five guys. Right. right? It went from one right. to three, to three 
to, to five. five. Exactly. And he, he also was very specific. He said, and if the table or basically if the if the picks go the way we think they are, then we're going to end up with our number one guy. We're, we'll get our favorite guy. Our yeah, favorite guy yeah. He said our favorite guy, right? And he said that favorite guy would not have been available at 12. At 12. Right. And I can promise you guys this. The 49ers were not looking at Justin Fields at 12. No. They weren't. Or I can, Trey Lance. I don't even think they were looking at Trey yeah, Lance. I don't think so, yeah. Because I so, think Denver was going to take him. That That is my final takeaway from this presser because I'm, I'm watching the time, and I, I personally have to go. I don't know if you guys are going to keep rocking or not, but yeah. I got to get going soon. I'm not trying to rush you guys. I promise you. But I just want to leave you guys with those two notes. If you, if you hear that question, go back and look at the exact moment Kyle is asked about Will Jimmy be on this roster on Sunday? It's the, it's the it's the one where he says everybody could die, you know. Right. But you have to listen to when the question is being asked and watch his body reaction. And right before that, they asked him a question that had something to do with basically. Well, anyway, his response was, um, "It's up to us to live with the consequences." And when he made that statement, I don't know if that's kind of what you're referring to, but there was a. Um, a crinkling of the eyes. There was a, a definite, like noticeable swallow. And then he bit his lip to keep himself from doing anything with his face. He was like, eh, you know, <laughs> so, or to say anything or whatever, but it was very controlled mannerisms, which, you know, typically they try to be very straight face poker face guys, but there was some, you know, I can't hear you, Mike. No, no, I was yelling at the, at the missus. Oh, the little. If Mac Jones goes number three overall, watch how fast people trade up to four, five, six area. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. Right. So, you know, not that you should be playing. You should always be playing to make your roster better, right? But there is some part of the chess where you don't want to improve other people's, specific other people's rosters also. So if you pass on a player like Fields, you know, and then he ends up with Belichick getting him or, you know, what it just opens up somebody like that's playbook, you know, to a ridiculous amount. And I, I think to me, New England's had enough. They can, they can suffer for the next two decades and that'll be great. They can have Garoppolo back. Essentially we had to do that, right? We were great for the eighties and the beginning of the nineties and then two decades Till we're back in contention. Mike, did you have something else before you get off here? Because I see you on like this. Yeah, I was trying to wait to see if one of you guys are going to say it. So I, I'm I'm really, really holding back. So I I don't want to cut anybody off. Wait, am, am I finishing the show with you guys or are you going to wrap up? We're going to wrap Yeah, we can wrap it up now. It's fine. Last thing, I'm just going to call this guy out. Mark Mean, he is a Mac Jones lover here. He says, stop drinking the field's Kool-Aid. He's Kaepernick. Not a – Not even close because he's not, not a run first quarterback. <laughs> Cap, the uh, Fields is not even a running type quarterback to run all the time. People, people who watch the film are literally saying that Fields should have run more. So that that's yeah, all. You know. Right, and if you watch that Indiana game, he got slammed on his ass and was throwing balls up in the air for no reason. So I mean, he's got some things to learn too. Don't yep. think that any none of the five of them, none of them, are a hundred percent best pick. You know, you can say Lance has been or. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been the number one since, you know, a year ago or whatever, two years ago. Um, But I'll be the first one to say from my perspective that I'm going to think that he doesn't live up to his hype 
he, he may not, not be a bust in the league, but he's going because one, because he's with Jacksonville, but two, I just don't think that his skill set will translate to be as big or as good of a quarterback as what a lot of people are expecting him to be. I, I think don't. I think Trey Lance is more of a Colin Kaepernick than facts than Justin Fields. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh here's a little challenge for you people on the Trevor Lawrence front. Just something that Brian said. I don't we never talk about him because to us he's out of reach, like he doesn't exist, right? Uh, I dare somebody to go out and look at his average depth of target versus it's, everybody it's else. Ten yards. I'm saying versus everybody else's. Oh yeah, it's probably the lowest. You guys are going to be shocked. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, Trevor Lawrence. And- Trevor Lawrence was, was is the same as Mac Jones. He was a uh, uh, he was um, rewarded with the team around him. That's what these guys are. It was crazy, bro. It was crazy. Like I, just, I and that was me watching, and I'm like, what is ha- like? When is when when the when do the shots come? When do I see this amazing quarterbacking down the field and the accuracy and the tight? Like, wh- where does it come from? When when is it? And then I'm like, let me look this number up. And I'm not saying nothing. Just go. Oh, I know it's low. It's low. Mm-hmm. I told you, uh, Mac and Lawrence were the two least yeah, amount throwing right. yardage wise other than checkdowns to their running backs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and that's that's with the two great receivers that they had in Alabama. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Man, we got two days. We got two days. Because it's past midnight. I know. No. I like, days, wait a minute. Right? Three days. What are you talking about? And mock drafts are done completely on NBN. Thank God. Uh, like, for, with guests, we have one official. Yeah, we have one official. All the big board stuff. Yeah. So tomorrow night, we're going to finish up our big board and then we'll transition to other stuff. And then on Wednesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. No. Oh, no, you're saying tomorrow. Tuesday. Well, technically, technically, tomorrow is Wednesday. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry, but. You still got to get all the way through Tuesday first. Yeah, tomorrow's Tuesday. We're gonna we're gonna try to bring you guys. Um, maybe maybe we'll do it all tomorrow. Maybe we'll do the official nothing but Niners draft tomorrow. Also, we'll finish the big board, see how much time is left, and maybe we can throw it in there. I, I think the it's done. Wednesday we have a special guest, and then Thursday's yeah. draft. Right, we're probably gonna do a pre-draft show. Uh, it depends on what time we can get everything set up and where we're gonna be and everything. It's I'm so excited. Um, so wait. I have one more takeaway from the from the presser if nobody else has it. And this is a big one. And I thought for sure one of you guys were going to mention it. So are you guys done with your presser takeaways? Because I I, I don't want to step on anybody. I had no. other little comments, but go ahead. We can wrap this up. Nick, you cool with it? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I can't believe. All right. Kyle Shanahan said, you want Drew Brees – Oh, yeah, yeah, that. This is huge. No, you can't say, oh, yeah, yeah, that. Do you have the quote? Yeah, he said, if you can get a guy that throws the ball like Drew Brees and has the legs of Lamar Jackson. The athleticism or the legs, yeah. He says, that's the kind of guy that you want, but that doesn't mean that's the kind of guy you're going to get, basically. That's a weird ass looking body, by the way. Just I'm just saying. So, but I mean, you think about the top five guys, and you think about who has the pocket presence to throw accurate footballs and can still move down the field if necessary. And just who are those fields? That's the one. <laughs> Trey Lance. There's two. 
Ah, ah, nah, ah, 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 ah. What was Trey Lance's one knock other than experience? It was accuracy. Sure. To me, oh, yeah. but I'm just saying that, like, if you're going to tear them out, oh, oh, to, oh, to me, okay, okay. Fields is number one in that concept, and then Trey Lance is number two in that concept. Right. I Fields think is Fields is a hundred percent more accurate on the move too than Trey Lance is. You can't say a hundred percent, but I get what you're saying. Oh, he's a hundred percent. There's not even a comparison. There's not even a comparison, bro. Bro, I thought it was incredible. Like that one statement that he said, like this is what you would want. It eliminated so many different people for me. It eliminated Mac Jones because there's no legs of Lamar Jackson. I just watched Mac situation. Jones overthrow a guy by 10 yards. Right. <laughs> there's, there's none of that in there at all. Okay. When you talked about the Drew Brees thing, all right, that that to me, Drew Brees was notorious for being the most accurate passer in the NFL. Okay. In, in addition to all the other records, but that's where he was, that's what he was known for. So that tells me Trey Lance isn't the guy either. This is what this is me listening to Kyle and just. This eliminated. is why I wanted to hear your take on why Eric Crocker thought he ended the presser with Mac Jones vibes. Bro, I tweeted him. I said, "What the hell are you talking like, about?" This is why exactly <laughs> why I want to hear it because that was the very last quote. That was in the very last quote of "I want a guy." You want a guy that can throw the football like Drew Brees and has the legs of a Lamar Jackson. How does that scream Mac Jones? Like that was the last thing. So I want to get Croc on and got to ask him to, to explain this. And I know he had a show right after on Croc Talk TV. Croc Talk TV. So go over there and give him a follow. But I need to hear what he had to say about this because I didn't listen to it yet because I've been doing mocks all day. So <laughs> I didn't get a chance to listen to that. But that is not Mac Jones vibes. Poor Nick's been the stalwart today. Take pushing it, pushing it. <laughs> he finishes. He he said, Kyle Shanahan finishes presser with Mac Jones vibes or something like that. Mac Jones vibes all day. You guys ready for it? Uh oh. Here it is. Who's the best quarterback and why? And there's lots of different ways. And whatever those whys are, how does that pertain to your offense? What you have, the building you have, and do you think that gives you the best chance to win? And that's what was so exciting about this year. I do see five guys. It's, no one's ever a slam dunk. When we look at the history of this league, but you see five guys capable of being a starting quarterback, and I do. Um, and I see them all a little bit differently. And you got to decide which way you want to employ that. And it goes off of studying what they've shown on tape, which is all you have to go off of. And if you don't do it there, then you got to go off really the person and talking to them and what you think you could bring to the table. And I know it's a long answer, but it's there will never be a exact answer to that it's quarterbacks can come whatever way you want them to just like receivers but there aren't 32 people in this world who can play quarterback at acceptable level for a fan base for a coaching staff for a gm there's not and so when you find a guy who can play at that level however it is then you compare him to the next guy and see which one you get one more and you roll with it oh i think they were no i swear I think they removed oh, it. I did want to bring something else up before we go. One last thing. There's so much speculation out there that everybody knows what the 49ers are doing. And Kyle Shanahan said something in his presser that I took a clip of that tells me otherwise. That nobody knows what that pick is. Just so people hear it. Who we want, maybe, probably, but maybe. 
do we know exactly who we want? Maybe, probably, but maybe not. I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like we need to say that. And that's not just for our case, but like, you know, lots of stuff happens between now and the draft. And I don't, you don't want the whole league knowing exactly what you're set on four days before the draft. Um, and we also care about a lot of people that have been involved in this. I mean, we got to know a lot of people and stuff. And um, those are the type of questions like narrowing it down or who's been eliminated or things like that, that one, I don't know if I want the league to know. I don't think it necessarily helps. Um, and that's why we really, no one's really going to know whether we know or not until we pick. And that's kind of what we're comfortable keeping it at. How does that tell me that there's sources? How does that tell anybody there's what sources? Was that? What, what was that? What was what? What you what you just played? I said, how does that screen that all these guys have sources that they know who the picks are? Oh, that, that he he confirmed like we haven't told anybody shit, and yet right. people are saying, and yeah. and they're still saying that they're that sources state that it's Mac Jones. And after listening to this presser, people say after listening to this presser, it's Mac Jones. Well, you can say names. John Middlecoff was like, oh, I got confirmation from somebody who has been spot on about everybody. That Mike Silver. Fields. Mike like, Silver. Peter yeah. King. Guys. Like, Ian Rappaport. Adam I promise Schiffer. you, the Niners have not let a sure, word out. Did it today. They haven't let a word out from the building. They haven't. They have not. That's just that's just the way it is. I'm sad about it. I wish we could break a story here or something like that, but they haven't let a word out of the building. They haven't. That's all. That's and all. John Lynch even made a quote today that said that made me think they didn't even know who the pick was yet because he said, <clears throat> he says, and when we decide on that pick, you'll know the pick on Thursday. There was a point he said that in the conversation. And then you hear you hear Kyle at the end start stuttering a little bit and slowing down about, but we don't really know who that pick is, but you'll know on Thursday at the end of that conversation. So do they even really know who the, the pick is yet? Or are they still doing their due diligence and going to wrap up tomorrow or Wednesday? So, uh, hold on. Sorry, I know that opened up a whole other can of worms. I'm sorry. No, I wrote a note about that in my extra stuff here that I was trying to find. Um, All right. Well, why he's looking? It, that it, up. it was. Oh. I don't. I don't know. Remember who said? I thought it was John that said it, but it could have been Kyle because I have it after that. He said we're looking for a starting quarterback this year. They went through all this stuff. We've done that. Past tense. Done. They already know who that guy is. That's it's it's done. The the tenses they tried to keep everything so forward in you know present tense or future tense that that statement was past tense. We've already done that. I had they a were moment, talking about evaluating their quarterbacks. I had a moment like that, and believe it or not, I thought maybe I'm going too far. Maybe I'm looking too much into that one, and that it might be the same exact moment that you're talking about. But I was like, did he really mean it that way? Am I going like am I over miking this? Because I know people say all the time like. I'm just grasping, right? Like I'm, I'm reaching, but I felt like that. And I was like, nah, I'm gonna let it go. So maybe, maybe I wasn't like, it was, it was different than how everything else was spoken. And it, it means something, you know, maybe it does, but I think they, I think they have an answer. Um, I wanted them to say, because they were, they were asked a question that was direct, but also left room for a vague answer. They were like, if the draft goes the way it's expected to go with Lawrence one and Wilson two, 
Do you guys know who you're going to pick? They could have just said yes or no, but we don't want to say who we think. But you know what they said about that? We've met people's families. Right. Like, we don't want to do that to them. And do you guys know who family they met with? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. That knocked him out of the – that knocked him. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. I do have the Kyle quote. Do you guys want to hear it about the Drew Brees thing? Sure. You want to hear it? All right. We're all on right. your time now, Mike. Uh, no, my time is over. So, all right, here we go. <laughs> a lot of people are getting trained and offering in different ways. And so you got a lot much better athletes who are also learning how to play the quarterback position. So, man, I want to – you want to find Drew Brees who can move like Lamar Jackson. Like that. that's – and – Mahomes, he's maybe in the middle, like whatever. I'm just not being exact, but like, there's no guys. Did you guys hear him get like nervous? Mark Jackson, like that. Listen, listen to how so after he lot, said that he's much like, better oh, shit, athletes are also much. learning how to play the quarterback position. So, man, I want to. You want to find Drew Brees who can move like Lamar Jackson, like that. That's and Mahomes, he's maybe in the middle. Like whatever, just and Mahomes is in the middle, right? But did you hear him start stuttering and saying, "Oh shit, I said too much, bro." Fields is the pick. Fields is the pick. He is 100% the pick. I heard that DraftKings had Fields plus 1,000 today. I tried to log in and go place the bet, and they wouldn't let me place the bet because they said that even though you can gamble in Pennsylvania, you can't bet on the draft. Apparently, Pennsylvania will only allow you to gamble on what's considered professional sports, and college players are not yet considered professionals. I couldn't do it. That's so annoying. So annoying. I was going to go lay it all on the line. Now, mybookie.ag, shout out to our sponsors, does allow you to go and make that bet on who the third pick will be. However, they cap it at $25. You're only allowed to bet $25 on that. So my bookie is making sure that you gamble responsibly. So shout out to DraftKings and Sports Casino. And I haven't and- heard, uh, heard you talk about my bookie in forever. Oh, but you will. <laughs> you will. All right, guys. This has been a really, really fun show, man. I took a lot away from this pressure. There's stuff that we didn't discuss, and we'll we'll bring it up later on, and, and I'm sure it'll come up in natural conversation. Um, I'm gonna watch this presser a couple more times before the draft, just so I can try to put myself in their position and see how they're trying to play us and turn myself against them. And uh, I can't trust them. And oh, maybe, maybe they tell the truth. I like the game that they're playing because it makes you think it keeps you on your toes. It's a mental challenge, and that's what we're looking for here. And the fact of the matter is, as the moment that pick comes in, we are going to have our reaction moment. Own the reaction, guys. Everybody live in that moment. Because I promise you that no matter who the pick is, by the time September comes, we're all going to convince ourselves, hey, we got this. But live in the moment don't be those guys that say hey well let's just see what they do first great so i'm not allowed to cheer for this person for the first two years because that's when we're going to see what they really become like no live in the moment and enjoy the moment or hate the moment whatever that emotion is that you guys are going to have on thursday when they announce this pick embrace that moment it's okay it's completely okay to say oh i think they made the wrong pick i can't believe they picked this guy with that person was still there live in that moment and then you have all the rest of their that players' careers to say whether or not you are right or wrong and change your mind. Those are my final thoughts. There will not be any more McGlinchy, McGlinchy, McGlinchy. <laughs> That's what you'll see on the draft show. Guys, appreciate you guys tuning in with me all night long. And obviously, uh, 
uh, right here on this last show. Great, great job, guys. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait till Thursday, man. Like I said, this offseason has just been too long. It feels like it's been longest that we've ever had. And I cannot wait till that number three pick is over. And like I said to Raj today, look, as soon as the draft starts to kick off, they're going to be talking Niners at three. They ain't talking about Jaguars at the first pick and Jets at the second pick. Unless something crazy happens within those two picks, they're going to be talking Niners and what they're thinking people are going to, they're going to do at three. And it may be the conversation of the entire draft of what we do at three, depending on what we do. So it's going to be an interesting first round draft. Well, before Brian finishes and what, 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 with what you just said, depends on what we do at three. Did we answer this question from Troy? No. Great show. If the Jets pick fields, who do we pick? This is a, a little bit different than everything else we've said. So I'll, I don't know because I can't predict who's going to be alive when the draft <laughs> happens on Thursday night. <laughs> Let's go. He got um, his Kyle bag there. I like it, man. I like it. My personal opinion, I'm going Wilson. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that Lawrence goes one in his situation and then Fields goes two. Uh, I'm going to say Wilson also. What do you think there, Brian? Well, I would I would have said Wilson up until about a week ago. And on my my board, I have Lance. Trey Lance jumping over Wilson. I knew it. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Lance. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get that too. I completely well, I have a problem. I mean, I, I know that your athleticism can – outweigh your shortcomings if you will if it's a height disadvantage mm -hmm. if it's an art whatever um if you got shorter arms or smaller hands you know depending if you're a receiver or whatnot um i just i think that if i'm putting my career if i'm kyle and john and i'm putting my career on who i'm taking at three i think you have a higher ceiling and better pro productivity if you're going to keep jimmy even if not keeping Jimmy, i'll just take jimmy out of the conversation i think you get a better better quarterback out of Trey Lance than you do out of uh, Zach Wilson. The reason I said Wilson now is because of today's presser. Today's presser lets me know that they don't have plan on having Jimmy here. At least that's what my takeaway was from it. Yeah. That Jimmy's not part of the plan for the 2021, 2022 roster. And right. so because of that, I don't think that you can take Lance because Lance hasn't played football in so long. And I understand what you like and that he's a good person and you think his work ethic and his and all that's good, but he hasn't done enough recently. And so if I, I, I've said it from the beginning, I'm going to ride this all the way through. If Lance is the pick, Jimmy has to stay. I've always said that. So that's what I got there. All Sergio, right. I'm you're sorry. absolutely right. The defense usually wins Super Bowls, and that's why we lost yeah. because the defense fucked it up on the last time I'm we sorry, were. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful, <laughs> but this is the stupidest comment that I've ever heard because Patrick Mahomes is an athletic quarterback who just won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, Steve Russell Young. Wilson, Steve Young. Um, right. I can keep going. But defenses are what win championships. That's nuts. Like this is this is not a good take. Yeah, so I'm sorry, but that's not a uh, no disrespect. No disrespect there at all. But um, right. I can't wait. I'm good. All right. Let's, Let's go home, guys. I appreciate you guys. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We out of here. Peace.